Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all the players at the table. I'm one of your hosts, Dungeon Master Chris. And I'm Dungeon Master Mitch, and it feels really good to say that again. Hey, hey. I'm back. It's been a little while. You've had a lot of stuff going Uh, on, moving across the country. like New job moving across the country uh so haven't been on here for a while but i'm excited to be back i knew the show was in good hands with you and neil uh while i was away but man it is it is nice to be back i was just telling you chris that it's good you know i went from uh east coast to west coast so the earlier morning <laughs> recordings might be a little bit of an adjustment for me yeah but i'm excited to talk D again uh, with a mic in front of my face so Right, I know, I know, it's super cool. Because you know I haven't stopped talking D&D, it's just I have stopped talking D&D with a microphone in my face. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. Once a DM, always a DM, you can't get it out of you. That's it. Um, Yeah, and so I'm I'm excited to have you back, and today we're going to be talking about uh, the Feywilds, everything fairies, and I know, you know, we were talking about this beforehand, like, it's been a big emphasis, and will continue to be a big emphasis in the campaign that I'm currently doing. Um, and I've made some homebrew things up, and I know you've got you know that in your world yep, as well. Yeah, that's been a big focus and... for me as a DM lately. Mm-hmm. And you're playing in a campaign that I think you already know you're gonna get some Feywild adventures. Dude, being a furball, we better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I I said, hey, Chris, let's do a Feywild episode, and then I realized, oh, Chris is gonna get an insight into the campaign before <laughs> we actually get into it. So that's all right. Yeah. You're you're a really good player, and you won't metagame. I know that. Yeah, so. metagaming is a thing that I despise. Yeah. And so um, I'll do I'll do my best to keep that in check. For sure. Let's, without any further ado, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the meat and let's talk about the Feywilds. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meats? The flat meat back on the menu, boys. So as we just said, for the meat today, we're talking about the Feywilds. And I, we kind of have like a, couple things on the agenda to talk about with the Feywilds, I think it's most important for us to kind of talk about, to start out talking about what the Feywilds are when it comes to official D&D lore. Um, so yeah, let's let's start doing that. Let's, let's talk about the Feywilds. So I think first it's important to mention that uh, the Feywilds is a, a reflection kind of of the material plane like when you travel to the Feywilds, you are going to see um, similar, um, similar, la- a similar landscape to where you just came from mm-hmm. on the material plane. If there was a mountain on the material plane, there's going to be either a mountain or something similar to a mountain. If there was a river, there's going to be some sort of river-like area when you travel to the Fey Wilds. However, uh, it is certainly different than the material plane. You want to talk about that a little bit, Chris? Yeah. So it so it does not it, yeah it does not mean that the exact oak tree is going to be in the exact yeah. oak tree space, right? Like the it could be, but yeah, it, it could be. But, <laughs> but that'd it's, be boring yeah, if everything was that just would, the same. That would be very very boring. You're right. So it is an exact. It, it is an echo. Is one of the mm-hmm. one of the words that they use to describe it. And 
the fun part, as I imagine what's been written about the Fey Wilds in the past, is that arcane energy flows more freely um, through the Fey Wild plane. So the thing that is extremely prevalent in this plane, whereas like not every human, not every orc, not every dwarf in the primal plane um, has magic imbued to it pretty much Every race that's a part of the Feywild has some innate arcane ability, whether that's big or or small. Um, that's what some of the inhabitants are like in that area. The landscape can be free ranging from like, you know, some some writings have had that it has this this different kind of color to it, right? Like you walk in and it's got this sort of like purplish hue to yeah. everything or right? i even think of like uh when you're like editing a picture and you're just like saturation up a hundred percent right <laughs> exactly, like that's what i exactly. think of with the feywild exactly more vibrant yes. more, more like more, more is the word right like that mm-hmm. it's just like it is mm-hmm. more than it was yep and it's not it's it's not necessarily a place overflowing with evil either just because it's a different plane like but it's also not it, a place that is the opposite of that, that it's overflowing with good. Right. But it's more good and it's more evil when you come in contact with those things. Like Correct. this is almost like Correct. the Feywilds is where you're able to go. All right. Like I, if I want to play that villain, that's just like that over the top villain, like they belong in the Feywilds because an evil thing in the Feywilds is going to be on that extreme end. And a good uh, creature in the Feywilds is going to be on that extreme end. It mo- might be the most benevolent creature you've ever met in your travels. Yeah, and it's it's a what I often think of when I think of the Feywilds is a Midsummer's Night Dream hmm. with like uh, I think it was a Shakespeare play, right? That's what that I mm-hmm. think it was with like Puck, who's like this extremely charismatic tricky fae that's like running around causing all sorts of mischief and mayhem like it's just this it's it's a really fun place it's fun might be the wrong word but it's just a it's just this really sort of like vibrant goofy (laughs) it might not always be fun for the pc right but it should always be fun to to role play totally because yeah you're kind of just taking everything and turning it up to 11 um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, like you can't talk about the Fail Wilds without what you just mentioned was like mischief and tricks, like because it almost seems like all the creatures in the Fail Wild are out to trick you, to mislead you. And again, that doesn't always necessarily mean evil. Like I think of like fairy dragons, and fairy dragons mm-hmm. are chaotic, mm-hmm. good. But they enjoy pranks and tricking pixies too. Like it may not be in a malevolent way, but certainly like hallucinations and like illusions are going to be used by fey creatures. They're going to speak yep. in riddles. Fairies might decide if if there is any sort of like directions, like a a, a sign that directs you to a city which there aren't going to be many of them in the Feywild. Fairies are the type of creature that would, like, turn that sign to be in the opposite direction because they think it's funny. Right, right. There's going to be a lot of tomfoolery when you're in the Feywilds. Yeah, and I, you know, one of the interesting things about the Feywilds is, too, is it's a direct, 
it's an echo, right? We talked about that, it being an echo of the the kind of primal world. But what's interesting is as you read D&D lore is at different times in history, it's been closer, it's been connected more closely and it's been more distant, you know? So it's like, there's some fun things that can be done in terms of whenever you place it in history, if you're doing official D&D lore, you can look this this stuff up of like in the early days when people were uh, leaving the Feywild or Feywilds into the primal plane, the connection was more close mm. because there was more people who knew how to get back and yeah. forth, right? And then over time, as people stopped transitioning from one place to the other, it was only really powerful arcanists who could you know, plane shift in order to get to those places. And so there's some really fun things that you can do with that aspect of how, how closely linked, how closely of an echo is it? Is it something you can easily slip into? Um, Maybe it's something that like you can be walking somewhere and accidentally slip into (laughs) this crazy place. It's like, Oh crap. You know, like uh, (laughs) what is it? Uh, uh, hello from the magic tavern where it's like oh i fell in this portal oh, behind yeah. a burger king you know <laughs> yeah, you like is it is it that world, easy perfect place right. yeah for what yeah. the official D calls a fake crossing which is exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and it like in official D lore like it is said that a fake crossing a place where you would be able to travel from the material plane to the fey wilds like that's actually the place that there's going to be the most resemblance in the echo like that if you're going in under the trunk of like an elm tree that elm tree is going to look exactly like exactly. that elm yep. tree on the other side it, like i think it still might look more vibrant right like it might um be bearing fruit uh when it wasn't bearing fruit because maybe it was winter and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it but seasons and daytime and stuff can be different in the feywild time is different in the feywild which is another fantastic element Uh, to play with but yeah like this fey crossing idea there are places um that you can cross into the fey wild from um and you might not even know it until you're there and the dangerous part is that fey crossings aren't always open and they may just close when you travel through it or you might wander off and and get lost and not realize that you just crossed in the Feywilds and that elm tree that you went into, uh, you completely forget where where it was. And by the time you get back, is that crossing closed? Are you stuck now in the Feywild? Yeah, there's also this element of the Feywild that is really interesting. Of like, you know, there's there's a there's a part in the King Killer Chronicles. I don't know if you've read this before with Kavoth. So there's a there's an element where he kind of like slips into the Fey Wild, mm. if you will, um, and doesn't want to leave. Like there's this element of the the Fey Wild where it's like whenever a traveler goes there, as long as they don't die or become enslaved, which is a possibility walking uh, into this place. Yeah, in the Fey Wilds especially, because <laughs> again, evil things are very evil. <laughs> Totally, totally. It could be this thing where you find yourself because of how different it is. It's like going to the most beautiful place in the world, right? Especially for people that don't get out often from the towns. I mean, the we often think world. of like... Yeah, the Feywilds we, is 
if if everything was able to just be overgrown to an extreme. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like when we go, you think about the most beautiful places that you've been in your life, and we live in the modern era where travel is super easy, but for a lot of people, it, and putting this back into your mm-hmm. world, if travel is not easy, and all of a sudden you slip through, you know, walking into your barn, and for whatever reason it's become a, a fay crossing, and you all of a sudden look out and there's like, this oasis where your farm once was and there's like crazy huge butterflies floating around and this most delicious fruit like it's this thing it's where fairy tales come from right like fairy tales are often this thing where it's like it's this beautiful thing we we in our world use fairy tales to escape it's why we play D D, right like that would be a real life yearning for people like we often want to be in our D worlds because it would be super fun it's a fun place for us to think about that's almost like what it's like for somebody from the pl- primal plane to slip into the fey wilds and be like that was super cool i want to go back like how do i get back it could become that sort of thing where they're just so enthralled with it because it's this it's this other it's this different thing that was so beautiful how do i get back there yeah you know? Yeah, for sure. Or it could be a nightmare. <laughs> like if you, or it could be a nightmare. Slip, yeah. If you're kind of traveling through a bog in the material world, and you like make a wrong step, and you hit a deep spot in that bog, and you go under, and maybe that's a fake crossing. And eventually, you mm-hmm. you after some like I imagine this terrible, I almost drowned in this bog struggle, but eventually you come up and things look a little bit different. Uh, well, you might have just slipped into the swamplands of. Uh, the Feywild, where it's always night and it's always foggy. And guess what? You're in Feywild hag territory now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. your experience in the Feywild is not going to be great. It's not going to be mm-hmm. fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And you might even be surrounded by some boggles. Uh, and I, I think we definitely want to talk about creatures like boggles and red caps. Like a lot of the fake creatures, freaking red caps. Yeah, a lot of the fake creatures. Like I'm, we we're not going to get into like the deep lore of each of these creatures in this episode. We'll save that for another Rario monsters for those those things. Mm-hmm. There's so much to explore there. But ultimately, a lot of creatures in the Fey Wilds are tied to a specific emotion because again, everything is more there. And so, like creatures in the Fey Wilds either are tied to a specific emotion in their very being or like an Eladrin, uh, an Eladrin, the elves of the Feywild, they can either be completely tied into an emotion so they are that emotion. They are like summer elves are aggression, um, Mm -hmm. but they can also change their, their physical appearance, who they are, depending on what emotion they're feeling. Emotions are huge in the Feywild and so, like, you come across a creature like a boggle that's tied into, they are the manifestation of loneliness. Or a red cap that is a manifestation of bloodthirsty rage. And just think about coming across a creature that is tied into something like that. Now, again, on the opposite end of things, you might come across a creature that is tied into benevolence, right? And, like, that, they are the manifestation of benevolence. And that would be a wonderful experience. Uh, you might come across a fawn party, a satyr party, and they are tied into uh, revelry uh, and just having a great time. And that might be a great time. It might also not, depending on where where things lead. <laughs> 
Um, but like that whole emotion tie into to the Feywilds is is fascinating to me. And I think there's so much role playing opportunity um, when you start diving into like it. Like if you want to do a Fey adventure. Start reading the like descriptions for these fey creatures because your mind will just run amok with all different ideas of like how to use this in a sweet role playing opportunity with your players. Yeah, and if you are interested in running, I mean, there's so much stuff that's written that it might be hard to synthesize. There's a couple of like Reddit posts out there that we can tie into the show notes that have a very uh, what is what's like shortened synthesized overview of all of these things um if you're interested in reading them that's just yeah there's there's literally so many things out there uh about the fey wilds i think the one thing we haven't touched on a lot already is like the time difference and maybe Mm -hmm. even the time difference when it comes to seasons like you can go to uh an area of the fey wild in your world and it might be summer in your in the material plane but when you travel over, you might be hit with snow because in the Feywild, seasons might not change. The land that you're in might constantly be winter and it might constantly be nighttime um, or, or the exact opposite. It might be constantly summer, constantly daytime, uh, which is crazy to think about. I mean, honestly, we've talked a lot of things we've talked about already, like my mind keeps going to the Chronicles of Narnia because you can really see how much exactly. that yeah. C.S. Lewis drew from folklore um, of the fairy realm because, I mean, you have the Fae Crossing, right, which it's a wardrobe. <laughs> um, you have, uh, they're, they're first met by a fawn, a satyr, the ever winter aspect, uh, which is a curse in that in that world, but it's certainly drawn upon that. And even this whole echo thing, in the last of the books, they travel to like a new Narnia, and they are they describe it as the old Narnia was a shadow of this Narnia, like it was a shadow mm-hmm. of what truly was. And I think some people, specifically, if we're talking about creatures with fey origins like the elves, would certainly look at the fey wilds and be like, yeah, the material plane, it's kind of just a shadow of the fey wilds and what the fey wilds yep. truly are. Yeah, I, that aspect, I mean, the DMG has a bunch of stuff written up about this, right? Like, there's the there's the aspect of, like, memory loss, like oh, you talked yeah. about. Like, oh, my gosh. A creature that leaves the fey wild must make a DC 10 wisdom saving throw. Um, obviously, fey creatures or ancestors automatically make the save, but if they don't they make completely it, forget right they completely forget it's not just a memory a loss it's complete memory loss of everything that it's just happened complete memory loss but anybody who's not a fey ancestry automatically even if they succeed yep it's it's hazy yeah they can't you start fully to remember lose everything that happens things and yeah like there's a in in the campaign that i'm running now uh, that you're in one of our characters has a book um on him that's uh, entitled what I remember about the Fey wilds, but I wish I could forget. So this, <laughs> the, the author certainly didn't have a good experience. Um, and they're a dwarf. So, you know, you, you can uh, make the connections there. Um, but yeah, like the other, the author also as, as this character goes through this story, he might come across portions of the book where, He's like, oh, man, this was a very incomplete thought. And there's a reason for that. Like, You don't remember everything that you went through in the Mm -hmm. Feywilds. 
Yeah. Well, and I love the I love the element of like whenever you go in there and come back out, like your experience oh, yeah. of how timed work yeah. time works could change. Right. So it's like you could go in one time and like they have a they have a chart in the DMG where it's like roll roll D twenty. Whatever happens, happens. Like mm-hmm. days become minutes, days become hours. There's no change. Days become weeks, days become months, and days become years. Like it could literally change people from the perspective of, hey, I went in there for like four Feywild days and it was only like 10 minutes here, you know, crazy. So they're like, oh yeah, we could do this all the time. But then the next time they go in, they come back out. It's like, oh yeah. crap, <laughs> four days is now is yeah. now 40 years. It's like, oh, I screwed up. I screwed up big time. You know, like it's also part of that like trickery part of it. Yeah, I was I was only gone for four days and now like everybody I know is is dead <laughs> or I am ridiculously old now because I spent 80 years there. And I came out of the same moment I went in. Well, and it's it's interesting. Like you can, you know, there's stuff written about you go into D and D towns, like big towns, small towns, whatever. They talk about Enchanted Forest, where like Billy went in, he went in and played in the Enchanted Forest, and now he's gone, right? You know. But then you might meet Billy, who like you're walking through this town, and this just random dude comes walking out like 30 years later. It's like, hey, I'm Billy. Tries to like walk into his house, and yeah like it's completely changed and it's like oh i'm you know like there's so many of those things where it's like it just it's such a place of trickery that it could just like it could just mess with there's so many story elements that can come out of it that's so fun and i think this is since you brought up billy uh i think this is a great time let's just use billy let's just talk about billy because i think this is a great time to transition into talking like if you are going to role play um, and run a campaign in the Feywilds, then I think you would be missing a huge opportunity if you did not look into folklore from our real world, um, because that is where this all began. Like uh, Wizards of the Coast, uh, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, like they did not create the Feywilds. They were drawing upon legends and mythology that was already there for a long, long time. Um, and fae, uh, or fairy, um, fairies, as they're known in folklore, um, were, again, both benevolent, but also, like, cruel and terrifying. And, and like, one of the ways that that manifested was there are all these legends of fairy who were trickster beings with supernatural powers loving to steal children either just because they thought it was funny or for terrible, terrible purposes. And so Billy might not have wandered into a fake crossing. Billy might have been lured by the creepy, like, hand that popped out of, like, the tree, which is a hag and is kind of, like, with the one finger, like, waving Billy, like, come, I've Like got, Hansel, Hansel I've and Gretel sort of style. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, and honestly, that is... That is horrifying. And you can get into like all different aspects of lore. Like if you want to look up like scary stories about children going missing, like changelings, uh, again, are like these creatures from folklore that would like fairy would just come in and switch out your baby for a changeling. And the purposes like vary, but like. It's terrifying, these folklore stories about fairy. Uh, there's also really, like, 
interesting, fun ones, but man, there's some scary, creepy stories. Like this yeah. is the boogeyman kind of stories that parents would tell their kids, right? Yeah, I mean, I think of Hansel and Gretel, like it's a it's a oh, classic yeah. like hag story, witch story, enticing the children. Like that could very easily be transposed into a D and D setting, like. Billy and Jill, you know, like that's the famous story of Hansel and Gretel is like, don't go into that forest because that's where Billy disappeared from. You know, secretly, Billy just wandered through a teleportation or a fey crossing and hasn't come back because time works crazy different there, you know. Oh, Um, man. Yeah. What if and Billy just gets drawn off and then comes back and the parents are like as old as his grandparents. Yeah. yeah, Like 80. And he's still like eight. And he spent a day like. And just was like, I've got to get back to my parents. And like, yep. yeah, it's just a, it's just for trickery's sake. Like, oh my gosh. Totally. I mean, there's there's the story of like Peter Pan is almost like going into a completely different dimension and things work differently there. Like there's flying ships and, you know, I mean, there's so many of those fun stories that you can look to. And you, you, you harped on Chronicles of Narnia. Like it's basically a fey crossing into a completely different world where animals talk yep you know um and so there's there's no shortage of materials i know um like king killer king killer chronicles has some of those sorts of things in there too with um kavoth going and visiting the kind of arch fey that he meets you know that like all sorts of modern media uses it all the time to, to talk through what it looks like or go back and look at the mythology of the fae um we had an episode uh going back i don't know off the top of my head what number episode it was but with uh guests from the astonishing legend podcast and spoiler mm-hmm. that's gonna be part of my homework is astonishing legends because they have mm-hmm. great stuff when it comes to this we talked about irish folklore and the irish folklore on the fae is phenomenal and again like D&D didn't just pull this stuff out of nowhere. Like, Fomorians, like, come straight out of Irish folklore. And Mm -hmm. the way that they're set up in the D&D lore is drawn heavily inspired from the legends of Fomorians in Irish folklore. And so, like, you, if you want to, like, roleplay and bring in creatures like Fomorians... Or like brownies or red caps. Honestly, don't just read the D&D stuff, but go and look at their original origins. Go and read some of these, or with podcasts now, go and listen to some of these stories, these original legends, and draw upon them. And honestly, like D, uh, Chris, like you, you know this is super going to be helpful because... Chris, you've had players, I've had players that are going to sit at the table and they have read every single monster description, right? So they they know all the lore that like D&D puts out, but I don't think many of them are going and doing the deep dive into the folklore of the origins of these creatures. And if we're talking about like homebrew worlds with the Feywilds, like you have all this beautiful stuff laid out to you in the D&D official books but go ahead and pull on that inspiration that might be different from actual folklore um, and put that into your world as well. Totally. Yeah. And I think that brings us to our, our next point is like, what sorts of ways have we used the Feywilds mm-hmm. in, in our current campaigns? I know 
some of the ways that I've used them, it it's very similar to the ways that D&D has done it, but um, there's but also, <laughs> but with a twist, there's yeah. also different, like how, how, um, fey crossings work, what sorts of creatures live in there. Like there are, there are ways to kind of make it your own too, that, that can throw players for a loop of like, I don't know what's going to happen here. So, you know, some of the things that I've done is created, like there are, there are sort of like these wild fair fey crossings that like pop up from time to time there are also ones that can be very manipulated that are that are a well-kept secret you know like a circle of mushrooms that needs to be created uh, completed in order for mm-hmm. somebody to slip through right like there's a circle of like 12 mushrooms that if nobody's looking for it like they would never know that it's there but if they know what to look for they can buy a specific mushroom and put it in that place and it completes this sort of circle where then they can cross through you know um, into the into the fey the fey wild, so it's fey crossings are a little bit different in the world of Ostera. There's the fey wilds are a more playful place. They're not the the dark dangerous place. Like I use the fey wilds and Shadowfell, or the fey wilds and Shadowfell as the distinct differences of the two sorts of fey planes. So they're both fey planes, but so you kind of have gone fey wilds in your world, like are the benevolent good, and then Shadowfell yes. is. Yep. Is the, the benevolent that, evil. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I've, I've the split benevolent it. Evil. <laughs> um, the benevolent evil. The, yeah. I was thinking more like benevolent as like larger than life sort of thing, but you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I knew what you too. meant, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like the Feywilds in, in uh, my homebrew world are that sort of, they, they're mostly neutral and good mm-hmm. creatures, but very tricky. Yeah. Like they're not gonna be malicious, but they might be annoying to the point where they harm you. But they would be tricky little creatures so that always have their trouble. own. Oh yeah, they totally. might they totally. might um, give you some some special uh, alcohol that might uh, send you into a, a quite a. You might start seeing some things. Totally. Time might start slowing down and you might get back to your world 40 years later after one night, which might be their intention because they think it's funny. (laughs) Totally. And that is a product. And, and, and that was not always the case either. Like that was a product of, um, the, the, you know, it seems like every homebrew world has some sort of God's war in it. Right. Like this is the, that is one of the byproducts Mm -hmm. of the God's war in my world is that like, the Feywild, like all three of those planes were involved in the God's War. And then eventually like the Shadow Fell is now this place where all of the evil was sort of trapped away for a long, like all of the current evil from the Feywilds and the Primal Plane, whoever was, whoever was a part of the uprising was banished to the Shadow Fell and locked away there. And so there is some of it that still happens in the current era that we're in. But for the most part, the Feywild in this current era is where my players currently are and what's it, it's a playful fun place um back to two eras before it was the stereotypical Feywilds where it was you walk in and it's like i might be it might be fun it might be playful or i might be enslaved or i might be killed by a dryad or enticed by a dry you know like all of these sorts of typical uh Feywild things but that's how it currently is um and, and that's for alan who listens to this podcast who's a part of it it doesn't <laughs> for, give anything away forget everything alan <laughs> get that Feywild yeah, uh, out of yeah. your brain just like your pc yeah. will when he leaves it <laughs> <laughs> for sure but what are what are some differences that 
you've put into your world um, of Atos? I think uh, just first off, one of the best parts about going, I want to do Feywild adventures in a homebrew world is that um, if you have a world map, it's pretty dang easy to start that Feywild world map because all you got to really do is trace that outline. And then the details are going to be what changes. Uh, Mm -hmm. The countries are going to have different names, I would imagine. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it could be something simple, like maybe every country's name is the country spelled backwards or something like that. Or maybe they're completely different. So that's something I'm working through right now is creating the map for the Feywilds in my world. And it's got slight differences, but the big difference for me is that I separated the world into four sections and the four sections are the four seasons. Um, And originally I toyed around with like each uh, of the four sections having a night and day section as well. But I kind of worked on a different idea. So night and day does change, but it changes randomly in my world. Um, the sun in the Feywilds, and the, which is also the moon, is at the center mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just shifts back and forth to like give day and night. And in day might last like a couple months and it may last 30 minutes. It's it's There's a purpose behind it. There's a chaotic purpose behind it because that's something I think that we've kind of emphasized in this is there's chaos in the Feywilds. Mm-hmm, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I loved uh, that idea of the seasons always being the same. And so yep. in my world, I've got the four areas of the Feywilds. You have the Summerlands, you have Harvestmore, uh, which is fall, you have the Wastes of Winter, and then there's Everspring. Basically, I took this idea of like every single, and I took some inspiration from the Eladrin and the um, their seasonal tie-in, but like every land that's tied to a season is also tied to emotions, is tied to vices, is tied to ideas, and so you're going to run across creatures and fey lords and fey ladies that are tied to those things when you are in those different seasonal lands. Um, and I'm, I'm just having a ball kind of putting that stuff together and getting ready for you guys in the campaign to explore that. In fact, one of the things that I think that is important when you are going to DM for a Feywilds adventure, uh, not to give you too much of an insight, Chris, but like I asked you guys to give me like your emotional strengths, your emotional weaknesses and your vices which you guys like very happily gave over to me. And like, I'm definitely going to use those things. If you're in the Feywilds and your player, Chris, says that their character has the vice of vanity. Well, you better believe that there should be some creatures in the Feywilds that are looking to prey upon that. Whether just because they think it's funny or because they are evil. And a player character with vanity that should be taken advantage of in the Feywilds. That should be, they should be put to the test. And honestly, I think that at least in the group we're playing in, you guys are going to have a ball with that. Great. I'm excited for my vice to come out. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be fun. (laughs) I think that, I think in the Feywilds, this is the kind of the cool thing about it is if you have a homebrew world and it's either like kind of low fantasy or somewhat in the middle Feywilds, traveling to the Feywilds gives you the chance to go, let's go 
high fantasy adventure. Let's do this. And also like that idea of if you came across some idea somewhere and you kind of just pushed it to the side because you were like, I really like that idea for that location or that character. But you know what? It's a little too crazy for my world. Maybe the Feywilds is where you bring that in. Yeah, totally. A little too crazy might be perfect for your version of the Feywilds. Yeah. And I mean, I think an, I think an easy thing that you could do to make it a little crazy is like magic might work normally in your world. But when you go to the Feywilds, maybe you ha- maybe there's a different mm. tether to magic and your players don't understand how it works. And so all of a sudden, all of your players now are doing wild origin sorcerer stuff. Yeah. You know, because it's just this weird like doesn't mean anything's going to happen you know like it could be just this f- crazy element of like magic works differently here you know it does maybe maybe it's hard to come up with different seasonal lands mitch like what kind of what you've done or creating entirely different maps like an easy thing that you could do is just say magic works differently here and every time mm-hmm. you cast a spell you have to figure out do does something weird happen because of the, the spell that i cast yeah you know could yeah. be a really easy place to be like, oh, that was fun, or that was awful, and I never want to go back there because I exploded. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, like it, it can be as much or as little as you want to give to it. Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about the Feywilds, and honestly, we could be doing this all day because I think kind of the theme that we like, even in just talking about the official Feywilds, uh, the thing that kept coming up, like, was man, like this is important. We got to talk about this is important, like. The over overflow of uh, nature, the time change, the emotional tie-in, the good and evil aspect of it, like it's a it's a rich, rich setting to take your players and their PCs on an adventure in as the Feywild. So I think we, you know, Chris, you and me have definitely we're we're excited to do that for our players, and maybe now after listening to this episode, we've given you some excitement to do that as well. But to kind of keep that excitement going, Chris, do you have any homework for our listeners? Something they can listen to, something they can read, something they can check out to get more inspiration on Feywild Adventures if that's what they're planning on doing. Yeah, I would say um, there are classic things that you can watch. You know, we talked about Chronicles of Narnia. Super easy one to either go and read the books or watch. I think there's three or four movies, however many there are. Like, each one has a different element that you can take in from, you know, mis- especially I think the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Meeting Mister Tumnus, mm-hmm. crossing over through the through the um, wardrobe. You know, it'll give you plenty of ideas of what do Fey crossings look like because each book is different. How that works. One goes through a portal. One goes through a painting. You know, like there's there's so many different ways of that. So. Look at that one. I think read fairy tales like Hansel and Gretel. Uh, Peter Pan is one that I mentioned. Mentioned um, thinking about those things because I mean, even even the world of Peter Pan has vastly different areas of what their yeah. world looks like um, in that kind of one Neverland sort of area. There, um, yeah, I think those would be those would be just pop culture ones just to um, read and watch. So one. One that I think is really interesting, uh, my daughter and I were watching Frozen 2 the other mm. day, and that kind of taps into a little bit of like 
there's there's different elements of that, like the planes and how those things work and how the magic in in intertwines in the world. The thing that I find so interesting, and I've been thinking about how do I incorporate that in my world, is this like calling of the spirit that calls Elsa out mm. into the wild. You know, like is there like the the fae siren sort of aspect of like pull- so there's like little elements of that sort of stuff of like what's something different and otherworldly and playful and tricky in movies that I watch that I can pull into my world as potential fun things for the Feywild, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of movies slash books, I think I actually brought this up in the campaign and I was really disappointed because I I asked the question, have you ever read uh, The Phantom Tollbooth? And like everybody said no. And that's usually the answer I get, uh, (laughs) which I'm sad because Phantom Tollbooth was a fantastic, still is a fantastic story that I grew up on. And certainly when I think of the Feywild, um, the Phantom Tollbooth, I think is a good story to check out, especially, and if you've seen it before, you know what I'm talking about when I say the little uh, part about being stuck in the doldrums. Mm. I think the doldrums, uh, ed, quote unquote, adventure is perfect uh, if you're pulling out the Feywild creature, the Boggles. That would work really well. But beyond that, um, so as far as podcasts, again, I want to get a, give a shout out to our friends over at Astonishing Legends because their podcast is fantastic for this. And also uh, Mysterious Universe. Um, Mysterious Universe, especially if you can get the older season episodes, they have tons of stuff on the Feywilds, on Fey. And then I want to end it with talking about a game, maybe, Chris, that you played before, uh, The Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Oh, Um, yeah. Now, did you ever play the DLC, The Shivering Isles? I did not. I heard it was fantastic, It is. I don't think lore-wise that it's technically the Feywild, um, but it is very heavily inspired by stories of fairy, and it is phenomenal. Mm. Now, if you want to go back and start playing an older game like Oblivion and start still fantastic and to get, this day, yeah, though. and get to the Shivering Isles, like I think that's the best way to really get that inspiration, but. Beyond that, there's plenty of videos uh, that you can look up on YouTube that give all this description of the lore from the Shivering Isles. And like, I'll admit, I am pulling heavily from that source for inspiration for my version of the Feywilds because it is fantastic. So definitely go and check all of these things out if you want to do Feywild Adventures. And if you don't want to do Feywild Adventures... What's wrong with you? Do Feywild Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> That's your way of being the Feywild, is being chaotic and tricky by never letting your players go. <laughs> That's it. All right. Uh, with that, uh, that's all we have for you today on this episode of the Dungeon Master's Block. I hope that you have enjoyed really just this scratching of the surface that we did of what can be uh, in a game about the Feywilds. Uh, If you liked this episode or you like our previous episodes or our future episodes that we haven't recorded yet, please help out the show. Head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We haven't gotten any in a little while, and so we need a couple new ones. Uh, Head (laughs) over. uh, It helps us to reach a wider audience and build up new people to be new DMs or even help out some old ones. You can follow us on Twitter at DMS underscore block. That's at DMS block. And you can like our Facebook page, both of those places 
have updates about the show, head on over and check them out. And I would say too, if you have stories that you want to share, share them with us on Twitter under the under the store or under the post uh, about the tweet rather about it. Or you can email us at dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. That'd be a great place to send your stories to as well. The Dungeon Masters Block is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out other shows like Geek Wars, Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters, Detentions and Dragons, and more. And that is all we've got for you on this episode of the Dungeon Masters Block, the place where we come together to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all other people at the table. Good night, everyone. Enjoy the Feywilds. Or don't. <laughs> or, or have terrible nightmares about it. Whatever. <laughs> See you later, everybody. <laughs>